0: So river, river so valley, valley so rain. Welcome to the Axial Spondylarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Arthritis Podcast. I wanted to revisit a topic that I've covered, you know, several times in prior episodes, and that's really how does axial arthritis, or in this case, I'm going to use the term ankylosing spondylitis, affects women differently. This is an article I found, it's about a year and a half old or so, and I, there's some information I think that's changed a little bit, but the, I'm just going to use the numbers they present in this because I've had other guests on that have corroborated these numbers pretty close, so I don't think they're really that far off. You know, when we look at getting diagnoses for this condition, it really tends to take women longer. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. And that really can lead to a decreased quality of of life, more potential damage, and being treated improperly because they're treated for different conditions than what they really have. So with that, let's look at this article from Very Well Health, and you'll find a link to it in the show notes, about how ankylosing spondylitis affects women differently. And we all know that well, back pain, you know, is the major characteristic or symptom of AS that presents in both men and women. There are other associated, you know, like symptoms that are present and that are different in women versus men, and that often leads to a delayed or inaccurate diagnosis. When we look at the diagnoses going on between men and women, we know that AS, as a basic, is an inflammatory autoimmune disorder, and it causes pain and stiffness of the spine. Back pain and stiffness are the most common symptoms that, you know, gets associated with AS and one of the first things your doctors will talk to you about. They may be chronic and progressive in nature, or it may occur, you know, the back pain in just episodes where you're sore for a day, a week, a month, and then it goes away. There's also other other involvement, like the sacroiliac joints, which are the joints between the hip bones, the sacrum, the lumbar spine, and the tailbone. All of that area is kind of where they start to look to see do you have AS, and that's where they start to build up on top of the genetics like HLA-B twenty seven and all these other things that kind of they start to look at. But again, that's broadening up as they realize that there's more genes than just that HLA-B twenty seven that can trigger AS. So again, this is such a changing field as we go forward that you know articles come and go in and. and some data changes by the time the article is printed. Overall, because AS is likely three times more likely to occur in men than women, and before you go nuts on that, realize that I've had other guests on that have said, you know, men are diagnosed more with AS, women are diagnosed more with non-radiographic axial arthritis. But if you consider it a plane and not two separate conditions, the women that have non-radiographic AS, as they progress, it can certainly turn into AS and if there's not continued imaging of the hips, the back, the spine, all of that, it, it can never properly be diagnosed as it, it, it moves on and, and pushes on. So that's why it's really so important to use the term axial spondroarthritis because that lumps non-radiographic and ankylosing together. And I think as we push forward in the future, that will allow the doctors to treat everybody with a much more level playing field than what is currently showing. And so with that, You know, the doctors often have an outdated um, view that only men get AS. I see that on the forums all the time. And we all know that that's not true and that the symptoms are more mild in women sometimes. And that can lead to a, you know, symptom severity, they call it, between men and women. So it doesn't mean that women don't have the pain. It means that at times it may not be as severe. Again, that's really generic. There's going to be some women that are way on the other side that have tons of pain. I understand that. This is just, we're talking generically. So Women with AS are also more likely to be misdiagnosed with another condition, such as rheumatoid arthritis or fibro. We see that quite a bit where they'll say, well, my doctor told me I had fibro, or I have rheumatoid arthritis and ankylosing spondylitis. When in reality, what the doctor did is they misdiagnosed him with rheumatoid arthritis, changed it to AS, and the person carries on the belief that they have both. And we've had the rheumatologist on Dr. Fox from the University of Michigan who said it's very, very uncommon to have both rheumatoid and AS together, and by these mixed diagnoses, then women end up waiting a longer period of time to be correctly diagnosed due to the differences in how symptoms uh, manifest in women compared to men. So, this disease progression may be slower in women, and research reveals that it takes an average of 6.2 years for women to be accurately diagnosed with AS compared to 5.5 years for men. That is a fairly large discrepancy, and I love to see that come down to a, just be parity. So, what are some of the symptoms that present themselves with AS in women? Well, back pain and sacral iliac joint involvement are common in both men and women with AS. Women present with other symptoms that are less common in men. Some can be more pain at night, more fatigue than men, more stiffness. And a much greater chance of enthesitis, which is the inflammation of the sites on tendons and ligaments that attach to bones. I also saw not listed in this article that women are more likely to report neuropathy in the hands and feet. And that's what can lead to misdiagnosis as well. Even though it's AS, women tend to see that neuropathy show up. So again, while none of this is medical advice specific to you, make sure that when you talk to your GP, you talk to your rheumatologist, you talk to everybody involved in your care that you're bringing this up, you're talking to them because they may be under the same old belief that this is a man's disease and that needs to radically change around the world. And while AS can affect many other areas in the body in both men and women, women will also complain of more symptoms affecting their neck, knees, and hips. Women are also more commonly present with inflammatory systematic symptoms associated with AS, including psoriasis, uveitis, and IBS. So remember again, Keep that in mind, if you're having issues, they could all tie back to AS. They could be separate, but they could tie back to AS, especially if you have been given a diagnosis of fibro or rheumatoid arthritis or something besides AS. So sex differences in the diagnostic markers are also present. So in addition to different symptoms between both men and women, there are also diagnostic markers that the article talks about that differ between the two, making it even that much more difficult for a woman to be diagnosed. First, there's cytokines. These helper T cells, they call them, which are specialized types of lymphocytes or white blood cells, develop in the thymus gland and play an important role in immunity. These T cells release cytokines, which are specific proteins that activate the immune system response in the presence of invading like, pathogens like a bacteria or a virus. Abnormal activation of these cytokines, especially in one particular one called interleukin 17, IL 17, often underlies many autoimmune disorders where the body initiates an immune response to attack its own healthy cells. This was me, and I ended up trying Embril, Humira, no success, because they went after a different area. Put me on Cosentix, boom, it was perfect, worked exactly what I needed to do, and I've been on it ever since. There's also C-reactive proteins that, when compared with men, women with AS have lower blood plasma levels of C-reactive protein. And this protein, it circulates in the blood and increases in response to, the inflammation in the body. The other genetic differences are patients with AS present with alterations in over 3,500 genes, not seen in those without this condition. But 650 of these genes are expressed differently in men and women. These genetic differences affect the breakdown of cellular components, breakdown of bone, wound healing, blood clotting, and other cellular processes. So do you see where this comes in? If they've got one gene in mind, HLA-B27, but there's actually 3,500 of them that are out there, and 650 of them present different between the men and the women, and they are inclined to think that this is a man's disease, I can see why it takes longer. They have to do more digging. It's got to be a constant digging, and you have to be your best advocate. So as you go forward, you know, just remember that if you think you have AS, it's important that you advocate for yourself, you know, in order to receive the correct diagnosis. If you're having issues with neuropathy, if you're having issues with IBS, if you're having issues with any of this stuff I talked about, bring it up to your doctor. Say these are classic symptoms of a possible AS diagnosis. Due to the misconception that women are less likely to have ankylosing spondylitis, many medical professionals may overlook your symptoms when considering, you know, possible cause of pain and stiffness that you experience so make sure again that you tell your doctor everything you're dealing with and with that a little bit of a shorter episode today but it's such a very very important topic I hope you have a great day been just beautiful here as we move into the fall here in Michigan so have a wonderful wonderful day and I look forward to talking to you again